Fun fact about me, I'm not a big drinker. And the older I get, the more I look for new ways to relax. If you're like me, consider Recess Mood, a healthier alternative to alcohol. Y'all already know, self-care is essential here, and we are being more intentional with the things we put into our bodies. Recess Mood is a magnesium and adaptogen-infused sparkling water with real fruit goodness, only 20 calories, and no added sugar. It enhances your mood and helps balance stress for that calm, cool, and collected feeling. And don't even get me started on the flavors y'all strawberry rose raspberry lemon grapefruit tangerine they are all very good but right now the raspberry lemon is my absolute fave so you deserve a healthier way to unwind and recess mood is offering you 15% off so head to takearecess.com affirmations and treat yourself to a more relaxed guilt-free you and you can also find the link down in the show notes below let's talk about progress Here at AFBG, we're all about embracing progress, big or small. We celebrate those little victories because they are just as important, especially on our journey to financial well-being. Like setting aside savings each month, but still leaving room for that perfume you've been dying to have. Because here, we believe in treating ourselves, okay? And Chime is here to make that journey even smoother. My favorite feature Chime offers is Spot Me. It's fee-free overdraft up to $200. And you even get paid up to two days earlier with direct deposit. And let me tell y'all, it's like Christmas when that check hits early, baby. So say goodbye to those stressful overdraft experiences and hello to a financial institution that truly cares about your well-being. With Chime, you'll join millions of members working towards financial progress. Plus, there are no monthly fees or maintenance fees, and you get access to over 60,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. Y'all, it's time to take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your Chime account in minutes at chime.com affirmations. That's chime.com affirmations. Chime feels like progress. I'm Chrisette Michelle, and you're listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast. As I get older, relationships are becoming more interesting to navigate. The twists and turns, the highs and lows, it's like a dance, and we're all just trying to find the right rhythm. Today is special. We're slowing things down, taking a beat, and delving into the heart of connections. I've got an extraordinary guest in the house, a woman whose voice has graced the airwaves from topping the charts to now gracing us with her presence on the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast. As Black women, we're often told to keep the pace, to hustle, to grind, especially as a new year comes. But what if we shifted that narrative? What if we embraced the power of slow living, letting life unfold at its own rhythm, at our own pace? It's about opting into life, not as a sprint, but as a thoughtful and intentional journey. And speaking of journeys, our guest today has weathered storms and triumphs in the public eye. Joining us today is the one and only Chrisette Michelle, Grammy award-winning recording artist, newly crowned TED Talk speaker, and the brilliant mind behind the brand new podcast, Come Back Sis. She's weathered the journey of a 15-year career topping the Billboard pop and R&B charts, collaborating with artists from Jay-Z to John Legend, and touring the world. 
She's experienced cancel culture firsthand, love, marriage, and divorce, and the stigmas that come with adult ADHD and bipolar type 2 all in the public eye. Her new podcast, Comeback Sis, is where Chrisette Michelle invites guests and friends to offer encouragement, hope, and personal methods to inner peace no matter the storm. Today, we're discussing the art of building strong connections mindfully, the magic that happens when you take a beat, and how slow living can deepen our bonds and transform our relationships. So let's jump right on in. Hey, AFBG family. If you are listening to this podcast episode, I just wanted to let you know that we also have a video for it. So go to our YouTube channel at Affirmations for Black Girls so you can watch it live and in color. Okay, now back into the episode. What is up, everyone? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I'm your host, Tyra, the creative actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And today, you guys, we have a very, very special guest. We have the one and only Chrisette Michelle. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm wonderful. Thank you. I am so glad that you decided to come on the podcast today. I'm super excited today because we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about faith, resilience, and we're going to wrap it all up in relationships, whether it's platonic relationships, romantic, familial relationships, anything relationships. But before we dive all the way in, I want to start with an icebreaker. So I've seen a lot of your interviews and you do a lot of word associations, but today we're going to do color association. So it's basically the same thing, but we're each going to throw out a color and the other person is going to say the first word that comes to their mind. Are you ready? I love it. (laughs) Okay. So I'll go first. Purple. Childhood. Ooh, I love that. Okay. You give me one. Ivory. Sunday morning. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay. Especially on communion Sunday. (laughs) Right, especially on communion Sunday. Yes. Yellow. My father. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Magenta. (laughs) Okay. Maggie and the Ferocious Beast. Let me give you a little backstory. That's a show. Oh, you know, you know, okay. Of course. <laughs> okay, yes, I absolutely love that show. His the color of his spots reminds me of that. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. Literally. <laughs> so did you see the I'm sorry, but did you see the sword and the stone? Do you remember the witch from the sword and the stone? Yes, yes. With the big scary spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay, okay, okay. Royal blue. Oh, wait, it's your turn. <laughs> but I'll do royal blue. Uh my high school. That was uh, one of our colors. Yeah. Um, Okay. Gold. Boring. Give me a little context on that. Why? Why do you say that? I hate when regality is always associated with money. Yeah. And so it's like, as soon as we think of gold, sometimes we have to start this conversation about who should have it and who shouldn't. So it immediately went into active uh what activist mode when I hear the word gold 
okay that's okay. terrible right <laughs> But I feel you, but I, I really feel you. I really do. I'm, I'm loving where we're going with these colors, you know? I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. Okay, give me give me one more and then I'm gonna give you one more and then we can move on. Cause I, this is fun. I like this kind of stuff. Swarovski. <sighs> um, ice, ice. <laughs> That's the first thing that really comes to mind, like an ice cave, like in, you know, like the beautiful ice caves. That's what comes to my mind when I think about Swer I can't even pronounce it properly. Swarovski. It's it's my third favorite. Oh my gosh. Wow. So what's the first two? <laughs> Have you been saying your favorite colors? Pink, purple, and Swarovski are my three favorite colors. Oh, okay. Colors. Okay. Pink, yeah. purple. My favorite colors. See, my favorite color growing up was yellow, but all I wear these days is green. As you can see, my background is green. Green has become like, I guess, my adoptive favorite color just because I like to like be around it. Um, and I would also say brown. I love a brown. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's my that's my wardrobe too. Yeah. Neutral, neutrals and some neutral greens. Because we Total. look good in it. Like you can't, you literally can't go wrong. 100%. <laughs> Okay, one last color for you, periwinkle. My first Birkin bag. Oh, my <laughs> yes! I bet it is little, beautiful. Little, it was so pretty. I love it. Oh, so you, do you still have it, or you don't have it anymore? Nope, I let it go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was so fun. Thank you so much for playing Color Association with me. I love that. I love anything like where something has to remind you of something else because it kind of mm -hmm. lets you know what's on your mind. Yeah. Like, what, do I need to, what do I need to deal with? So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. you, you literally never know what's going to come to the surface whenever you're just thinking of a word and literally saying the first thing. So mm -hmm. I had fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so... When I have a guest on the podcast, I always let them lead us in our affirmation. So I am going to throw it over to you so you can lead us in our affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is everything unfolds as it should in God's perfect timing. Everything unfolds as it should in God's perfect timing. Everything unfolds as it should in God's perfect timing. Everything unfolds as it should in God's perfect timing. Everything unfolds as it should in God's perfect timing. In God's perfect timing. Everything unfolds as it should in God's perfect timing. Mm. I love that affirmation, especially this year. So this month specifically uh, on the podcast, we've been talking about taking a beat. And I think this affirmation is so powerful with that sentiment because as long as you know that God always got you, it's easier for you to relax. It's easier to uh, cast your worries on him. It's easier for you to just sit and watch things happen and truly live in the moment. So I, I love the affirmation. And I was like, your voice is perfect for the affirmation. So I was really, really getting into it. Yeah, the word in, like you said, mm -hmm. kind of sticks out because mm -hmm. it's, it's not your timing. 
And if you're in God's perfection of, of timing, then you don't even have a choice but to trust him. It's so good. Yes, it, it's, it's honestly so, 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 so good. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, you know, what you're working on, what things you have coming out soon. What is going on with Chrisette Michelle these days? Sure, I always joke and say I'd have to be here for 15 years to answer you. Okay. So in a long story, incredibly short, my name is Chrisette Michelle. I'm a Grammy Award winning recording artist who's toured all over the world and sing with everybody from Jay-Z to John Legend. And now I'm in my comeback era. Uh, I've been through uh, lots of fun things in the industry, um, but some of them were topsy-turvy. And one of those things kept me afraid to speak for about seven years. Mm -hmm. So at this particular moment in my in my career and in, in this juncture of my career, um, I'm opening up my mouth, maybe for the first time. People have heard me sing. People have heard me around music, but they haven't heard me say words. Mm -hmm. So I just did my very first TED Talk, and that is the beginnings of this next era, if you will, of my life. And I'm calling it my Comeback Sis era. So I'm releasing a podcast. You can go to ComebackSis.com, and that's where you find everything Comeback Sis related. I'm super excited about it. And I think your audience is the first to find out. Oh, yes. I'm super excited as well. I actually listened to a little bit of your TED Talk and it was so poetic. It was so powerful. And I'm glad that you took that time to do something like that and actually share your voice and speak on the matter that you're referring to in the way that it should have been spoken on. So it was amazing to listen to the, the bits that I did listen to. And mm -hmm. I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. The guests are ridiculous. <laughs> Their stories are ridiculous. And, and what, what the truth is, is I'm, is I'm hoping that I'm the hand that holds the person who's going through something, wishing they had someone to hold them. I know yeah. in my darkest hours of my life, I'd be like, where's my home girl at? I have my mom and my dad and my brothers and the church and my therapy and my yoga. But I think we sometimes just need that girlfriend to be like, come back, sis. You got mm -hmm. this. And I love that you say that because yes, my audience, this is, this is literally for my audience. So you guys definitely go check out Comeback Sis because when I started this podcast, it was because I wanted to create a space for little girls like me or young girls like me who were going through things that I was going through. And I did not feel like there was space for me to share, to emote. I didn't feel comfortable sharing with my mom, my dad, my friends at home, because I didn't really feel like they understood or they could give me exactly what I needed in that moment. So I'm so glad that you said that. Yes, it is definitely going to resonate with my audience. Thank you. I can't wait yeah. to share. So the first episode goes live. Well, you guys, when you're listening to this episode, if you're listening on the day that it goes live, Chrisette's podcast does air today, uh, Monday, January 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern time. time. Yes. Yeah. And where can they and, listen? And so go to comebacksis.com. You can mm -hmm. just click the link when you get there. Make sure you join the newsletter. Our first guest is Real Talk Kim. And if you don't know who Real Talk Kim is, the moment you meet her, you're going to love her. She's a preacher. I said preacher who <laughs> has been married four times, who loves the Lord like a crazy person. And her her claim or the thing that she says that makes me crack up the most is, 
girl, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I was on my way to hell in a slip and slide. <laughs> so she is just a mess and a miracle all at the same time. One of my favorite humans. So make sure you check it out tonight at 7 p.m. I absolutely love that. I'm definitely checking it out. Everybody who's listening, y'all better check it out. Okay. Um, okay. So, so like we've been talking about, like at this month, we're focusing on taking a beat, slow living, rolling into the new year slowly, not feeling like you have to live up to the new year, new me hype of go, 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 have, have everything, um, figured out. Can you think of a time in your life when you have applied this concept, um, maybe in your personal life or professional life or even in your health? Yeah. Um, so go, go, go just doesn't work for me. Planning 59 months in advance doesn't work for me. And that's because I'm prone to worry. What works better for me personally is being present in the moment and then seeing where that moment takes me. Being curious in the moment and not curious so much about the future. I know that sounds counterproductive, but when you can be present in the moment and hear what the moment is saying, if you stay there long enough, you'll be at the next moment already and it'll yeah. be a surprise. But if you're thinking about the next moment, then you don't get to have fun with the surprise and you never sat in the last one. So for me personally, being in the moment works better than planning too far ahead. Now there's two sides to that. And so a part of that for me is about sitting in your feminine energy. Um, and then we talk sometimes about what it means to plan ahead and have vision and see what's next. Um, and that's your visionary energy. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's gotta be some balance because if you spend all your time in your visionary energy and you never get creative, truth is you're not gonna have any fun. Mm -hmm. You're always gonna be going and going and going. So have some fun, stay curious right now and you'll get to the next part by default. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love how you, how you said if you're, waiting on the next moment you're never really sitting in in this moment because I'm I'm prone to worry too I'm literally just starting to get out of a season of worry 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 and I think it's because I'm getting older I'm I'm 29 years old but like this time in my life like I've just noticed that I've become very worrisome about the future and where I am in life and what's what's going on so being present has been at the forefront of my mind and the the best way that I have been able to implement presence in my life is meditation, making sure that I am not planning those 59 months in advance, sometimes taking it day by day. Sometimes I don't even have nothing planned for today just to get myself in the mode of, okay, we don't have to worry about uh, tomorrow because it's not here yet. And yesterday was yesterday's problem. Like we don't, we only need to worry about today because we will not be truly living. So I'm, I'm so glad that you, that you said that. I love that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. So in your career or personal life, whichever one you want to speak on, have you ever faced any challenges that caused you to take a step back and reevaluate the way you like to handle things? Oh my God. That's like the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you eat a piece of chicken and it messes with your stomach the wrong way. You don't do it again. Okay. Um, but that's the story of my life is stopping and reevaluating. The exciting thing about stopping and reevaluating or the frustrating thing is you don't know how long the stop is going to be. Mm -hmm. So when you first stop, for instance, if you eat, if you ate that crazy piece of chicken and your stomach hurts, 
you don't know how long until your stomach's yeah. gonna feel better. <laughs> but the yeah. stop starts at discomfort. Mm-hmm. The stop begins mm-hmm. when it's not fun. Ooh, and a good. lot of times people mm-hmm. keep going past that stop. But my whole thing is like, if it's not right, stop now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to defend. You don't have to um, affirm yourself in that moment. Stop. And I think we don't stop enough. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't stop because we don't know how long the stop is going to be. And we're so far ahead into the future already. And we're afraid that if we stop right now, we'll never get to where we're going. So do you want to get to where you're going sick? Do you want to get to where you're going broken? Do you want to get to where you're going unhealed? Because you'll arrive there at some point, but I'd rather arrive healthy. So um, yeah, that stopping part is a big deal. I have to stop in public. And I have to stop in private. One of the biggest stops I had to make was after my divorce. Um, I had uh, filed for a divorce um, and I had a yoga studio that I loved and I had a, a store, a boutique that I loved. I had a Range Rover that I loved and I had friends in a neighborhood that I loved. And in that stopping, I had to decide which one of those things I would get to keep yeah. and which one of those things I would have to leave behind. That happens in most stops, right? is um what stays and what goes a lot of stops are drop off points where you're dropping things off and so i had to drop off almost everything i had and i had to move to a different place before i was even furnished or fully decorated or had a wardrobe yeah i had to move unprepared i just knew that moving on was the right thing to do for my health so that stop took about three years And I'll tell you, when the stop was finished and all of the weight from the reason I stopped was lifted, it was like a rebirth. And so I didn't know how long that stop was going to last. I didn't know how long that divorce season was going to take. It took three years. And when it was done, I felt reborn. So I encourage stopping by all means, even when you want to go somewhere, Mm -hmm. the best idea is to stop. And the things that showed up for me at the end of the stop were some of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, including a new me. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I really love that, that you said that for me, when I, and I I like to call it a pause in my brain, that just makes more sense for me. But when I've had to take a, to stop or take a pause, like a long pause, I tend to feel guilty for that pause. So what could you say to that, to people who, are in the process of a stop or a pause, but they're feeling guilty about being stopped or paused for that long. Yeah, I think the guilt usually has to do with what you have to drop off. Yeah. Um, and, and tell me if that resonates, but sometimes the guilt is, who am I gonna have to say no to right now? Yeah. Who am I gonna have to release? Who am I gonna have to disappoint? That, that, that guilt trip at the stop, which is ironic, isn't that funny? It's an oxymoron. It's a guilt trip, but you have to stop. Right, right. And you have to disappoint a couple of people. And you have to say no. You have to uh, memorize or, or 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 recreate your boundaries. There's a lot of guilt in boundary creation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of guilt in in rebuilding your your value system uh, and affirming your new value system. Um, you're being made over in the stop. And so you're afraid that when you come out, nobody will know who you were. There's just all of this fear and guilt for becoming better. Becoming better is a 
a guilt trip. And it's because you don't know what people are going to think when you come out. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the advice there is sit in that discomfort because even if you're seated in the discomfort, you're still stopped and you're still doing the work. So the work really is the easiest part. The stop is the most uncomfortable part because it's not comfortable. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's bringing up that guilt. I'll say it like this. Feelings and work aren't the same thing. Hmm. Feelings are more difficult than the actual work. Yep. Right? If your mother says clean your room, the idea of cleaning your room is more difficult than actually cleaning it. So I think I think the sitting in it is not necessarily about the work that we have to do while we're sitting in it. It's about that uncomfortable, guilty feeling. Both can happen at the same time the discomfort yeah. of the mind and the work. Those can happen at the same time. You can become better while feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And I, I think, hope that helps somebody. Yeah. Right. And, and to piggyback off of that, I've been in, in a few seasons in my short life where I have had to stop where there is a, so I went to culinary school. I'm a pastry chef. I stopped for five years and I felt guilty all throughout that because it's like oh my mom paid for me to go to this school you know I went to I I have a bachelor's degree that was a full ride I chose to (laughs) accumulate so much debt and go to culinary school and then I had to stop because I was so burnt out but the one thing that I've learned from that situation and other experiences where I have had to stop for long periods of time is that that discomfort it builds you, but it also gets easier to recognize exactly what it is. And it makes it easier for you to sit in that and learn from that and grow from that. That's what I can say. Like, there's always going to be uncomfortable situations. We're always going to experience discomfort. Yeah, that's because we're growing in in some way. And I think it's, it's a beautiful process and it can be very uncomfortable throughout it, but it does get easier no matter how many times you have to go through an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. I think there's this mistake that people make when they call bad things uh, a growing process. Guilt doesn't help you grow. Guilt yeah. is just guilt. Yeah. Uh, haters don't help you be motivated. Motivation and haters don't have to be, you know, they don't have to coexist, but haters just exist. Yeah. So the, the good stuff exist right next to the bad stuff Mm -hmm. the bad stuff doesn't help you grow it's just called suffering well you suffer and you still do well at the same time so it's just like it's discomfort Hmm. I like that I like that a lot I'm, I'm I'm learning and you know like especially being where I am in in my life I just try to find things that help me keep going because I I recently went through a season. This is not even like what we were supposed to be talking about, but I just let's we letting this conversation flow. I recently went through a season. Um, so I'm from Louisiana. I live in LA. I've been here for six years. I'm an actress. I've only had one show. The show got canceled. And now I'm here on, on my podcast, which is great. Thank you, God. But it obviously wasn't my my plan. And recently I would say about, what was that? Maybe like five months ago, I went through a very uncomfortable time where I truly just wanted to like give up. Like I, like literally I, it's, I never really go through situations that I have a lot of mental fortitude, 
you know, and I've recently been going through more situations that have been eating at that mental toughness that I do have. And the negativity is starting to become a little louder. So I'm trying to like work on different ways to process, get through, deal with whatever when I am at those those stops that we're talking about. And recently I had one and I was just like, I just want to hide. I just want to hide. I, I just want to give up. I just want to go. I just want to run. And I'm trying to figure out in life, how do you get through those those types of things, especially because in the grand scheme of things, I'm so young. I hear that all the time. I'm so young. I don't feel so young, you know, but I, in the grand scheme of life, I am so young and I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform, to check all the boxes, to get from point A to point B in a, you know, short amount of time or the amount of time that everybody else got from point A to point B from where I'm sitting, you know? And I think, I think a lot of this, it just honestly has to do with, I don't know, mindset. And I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to yeah. say, but you know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I, yeah. where I've been at. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yes. The work. The and it work. sounds like that, that Psalms 91 space where you can literally hide in the secret place and, and live under the shadow of the almighty you can literally hide. You have permission to hide. You said you want to hide. You have permission to. Yeah. It's actually a uh, instruction, right? And that hiding gives you access to life, gives you access to abiding underneath a shadow, which means that somebody is in front of you mm -hmm. of the almighty. I think fear is, in this case, is it okay to hide? And the world tells us it's not okay to hide. Right. It calls it being a coward. It calls it calls it being a punk. It calls it being afraid. No, you don't have the spirit of fear, but you can hide. Mm -hmm. There's a place for that. And the Bible gives us that place and it's very clear. So there's this uh, lie or this trick that says, no, you have to stay out here and bear it in front of everybody. And the Bible doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. the Bible doesn't say that. So it sounds like you're up against society's idea of what it means to be yeah. strong. And that's not fear to your spiritual fortitude, which is your mental fortitude. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate? Yeah, it does. And I'm I'm glad that you that you said that because literally our last podcast episode was about that redefining what what societal norms are, like getting rid of rid of all of that. So I, I do think that, and especially in this digital age, everyone wants to be vulnerable on social media. And if they're not seeing you cry and all this stuff, you're not going through nothing. And I think it's starting to subconsciously seep in that that is what I should be doing. And it's something that I'm, that I'm working on learning and growing every day. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love, I'm about to scream. ADHD. A four-letter acronym that stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Across our society and throughout modern history, it has also come to represent harmful stereotypes, debilitating assumptions, and unconscious bias. If you have ADHD, it can be overwhelming to find the right treatment. That's where DUNN comes in. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0.
Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com slash podcast. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. Growing up, Black voices in media, though hard to come by, were my compass. Here at AFBG, Black representation is the very heartbeat of what we do. Representation isn't just about visibility. It's about carving out a space where Black stories can thrive and resonate. From pioneers like Oprah Winfrey breaking barriers on TV to amazing women like Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, and Taraji P. Henson, who showed me that Black girls can command the screen. These Black faces and voices have been a guiding light in my life, not only by entertaining me, but also educating me and empowering me. And now, NPR brings you the next generation of influential Black voices in their new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, each told from a unique Black perspective that is as nuanced as the Black experience itself. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I recently listened to the episode titled, For Black Men, Barriers to Mental Health Care Can Be Complex, and I love how the hosts seem to create a safe space for discussing these complex barriers Black men face when accessing mental health care. It was very refreshing to hear the classic NPR vibe, but with a soulful twist. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in America's story, but now they are the story. Because stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to take charge of your wellness journey? Introducing Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, the ultimate three-in-one capsule for digestive health and gut barrier protection. Made by a woman-owned wellness brand, Equilibria ensures you're never alone on your path to well-being, offering personalized one-on-one support. EQ's Microbiome Defense is not just any probiotic supplement. It's carefully crafted with probiotics studied specifically for women's health, supporting digestion, immunity, and even skin health. Plus, with consistent use, you'll notice improved energy, mood, and radiant skin. I'm most excited about overall gut health. As I get older, I'm realizing the importance of a healthy gut, and EQ's Microbiome Defense makes it easy. Are you ready to experience the benefits firsthand? Head to myeq.com and use code AFFIRMATIONS for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code AFFIRMATIONS at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. I love this. I love this so much. My first question for you is, we always talk about the things that we leave in, in the, in the year that just ended, but what relationships are you bringing into 2024 with you and how are you moving at your own pace in that arena of relationships? Yeah. You know, I just did a live about this on Instagram, which by the way, I just have to, I can't leave that hanging. You said we can have relationships with everything in every way. After forgive me. I think that's a boundary issue. Oh, Get me right. Talk about it. I don't mean to, but I, I was watching something yesterday on YouTube and I saw somebody who had felt really heavy mm-hmm. and she began to name the things that she had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. 
And she was talking about her relationship with her garden. With her garden? You hear what I'm saying? Okay. There's this idea that every single thing counts and I need to pay attention to every detail. And so I want to have a relationship with every single thing, every single person, every single outfit, every single weave, every single everything. And then we don't have a relationship with anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is not worth a relationship with. And it gets so dangerous when we overexert ourselves and try and figure out how to identify with everyone and everything in a same way. So I just had to, I couldn't leave that there. No, thank you. Yeah, but yeah. The question and don't, and don't was, apologize. <laughs> so the, the question was about what I'm, what I'm bringing with me as opposed to what I'm leaving. And I did it a live on my Instagram about ghosting um, maybe two weeks ago. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm so tired of people's ghosting each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, this person did something wrong because I don't know how to address confrontation or whatever it is. I'm going to leave that person in the past when we're talking about like this truly um, unconditional love. We don't really get to do that. Like you don't get to just be like, I'm leaving you behind. Yeah. You may not have access to every part of me and every single thing about me, but I don't get to just, I don't get to just wash my hands and be done with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that gets judgy. I think the relationship with the self is, is imperative and I think that if we know what we need from ourselves, then then whatever is left, we can hand out to the other relationships. You know, you can't overexert into the wrong people. But I think the question a lot of times is how arrogant of us to decide that a person is a wrong person. Yeah. Do you know, like, how do we qualify if someone is enough? I, I just, I don't feel comfortable with that idea. I think that we're in this world together and we do life together. That's the most exhausting part of life, but it's the point of it. We're not here for ourselves. Yeah. Like that's not why we were sent here. Go down to the earth and be all by yourself. I don't I don't think that was the the mission. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's a hard question for me to answer. What's your answer to that question out of curiosity? So the biggest relationship that I am excited to bring into 2024 is my relationship with God. Now, I've always been a Christian and I grew up in the South, the the deep South, Bible Belt. But since I've moved to LA, I have um, been able to redefine my relationship with God because a lot of it was instilled in fear in the, in the South. And I'm unlearning that portion of it and actually finding joy in my relationship with, with God. So I am excited to deepen my relationship with him and really explore that area of my life. So that's the relationship for me. I love that. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, to, to your point about like the boundary issues and and things, um, I'm actually reading this book. Where is it? It's right here. Set boundaries, find peace because boundaries are super hard I love it. for me. Yeah, yeah, super hard for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm reading her book. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce her name incorrectly, but she also has a workbook that goes along with it. So I'm doing the workbook and um, her actual book. And I'm, I'm excited to just unlearn a lot of a a lot of things that I have you know picked up along the way that that no longer serve me you know yeah is she black 
Yes. Let me see. Nedra, hold on. I I think I've read it. And and she you think you read she it? brings it, she brings it from a black perspective, right? Like a yeah. black woman. Yeah, it's much different than no offense, but to the book boundaries. Yeah. Um, let me, let me get it real from, quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my headphones are attached to my to my mic, so I wouldn't have been able to hear you if I just walked off. All good. Nedra Tawab. Yes, I yeah. have that book on my bookshelf. <laughs> it's so good. I don't. I, you could tell me if I'm wrong. There's another one called "All Black Girls Are Activists." That kind of Ooh, like I haven't heard of that one. Activism on its head, based on you being a black girl. Um. And it's crazy that we have to write those books. Yeah, Her book is so genius to me because who else is taking it from the life that we mm-hmm. are living as Black women? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love that book. I think that's yeah. such a good choice. Yeah, I'm yeah. so I'm so excited to finish it. That's why it's right here by my bed. I'm in my room. So it's right mm-hmm. by my bed. And okay. yeah. <laughs> what was the, say the name of the book you just said again? All Black Girls Are Activists? All black girls are activists. Yeah. It is a loaded book from page number one. Um, It talks about feminism. Um, And then it looks at feminism from the young black woman's perspective. And then it looks at um, our generation of feminism. Um, Mm. Don't read it from, or I can't tell you what to do, but (laughs) I wouldn't read it from a spiritual perspective as much as I would read it from a cultural perspective gotcha and then see what I'm responsible for spiritually okay perfect thank you because I'm 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 trying to start reading more so I'm excited run okay so my next question is what is most important to you in relationship okay this word relationship is really difficult because we're not being specific let's say platonic Um, relationships let's say friends (laughs) I'm very reserved um so respecting how long it takes me to let you go from point a to point b is really important to me Mm -hmm. um it takes me a long time to learn people um and so if you can't respect that, it's going to take me a while to understand you. Um, then it's going to be a short-term relationship mm-hmm. because I'm not just going to allow you all the way into my personal experience without me knowing why you're here. Defining relationships is almost paramount to me. And so if you walk into my life and tell me what the relationship is before I can understand who and what you actually are for me that's a red flag whether it's a man woman boy girl dog or cat yeah um it's 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 knowing the boundaries being okay with me being reserved and giving me time to get to know you like that's paramount to me yeah I definitely agree with that I I would say to like piggyback off of that the thing that's most important to me is uh effective communication um, especially at the age I'm at, I've dealt with, let's take the ghosting thing. I've dealt with a lot of friends who would rather just fall back than say, Hey, what you did said hurt me or whatever the case may be. And, uh, now that I'm getting a little older, it's like, let's talk about it because I'm not really, you know, trying to have a thousand 
best friends. I just want one. And and lately in in my life, in relationships, platonic relationships specifically, there has been a strain in that area of communication. So as of as of late, that is that's become most, most important to me. Yeah, I hear you fully. Yeah. <laughs> me and a couple of my girlfriends have packs where it's like, what where do we go when we have a disagreement? And like it might be a particular restaurant or a particular, you know, picnic area that we choose. Because if I invite you to, let's say it's the Cheesecake Factory, if I say we need a Cheesecake Factory moment, you already know, get your pen and pad out and come with your accountability pencil because we got some things to fix. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I I think that's so important. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, I need to implement, implement that, have a, have a space. I think it's just, honestly, that's something that I would love to implement, but like from like me, all of my friends live everywhere. I'm like the only person who lives in Los Angeles. So it gets a little, a little hard, you know? Yeah. Sometimes because I'm always on the road, like even now I'm on the road, I'm not home, Mm -hmm. but sometimes because I'm on the road, we'll say, let's do a zoom date or let's do a Facebook date. And we'll order, if I'm in a hotel, I'll order room service. I'll put on a dress, just maybe not stilettos. I'll get ready. And just because I love you so much, let's have a moment together, even if it's on Zoom. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of like relationship stuff is about putting a little bit of effort in so the other person knows you care. Yeah. Even if you're not right there. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm learning so much. Next question. Do you know your attachment style? And if you do, how does it affect how you navigate relationships? That's so hard. Okay, so <laughs> originally I was I, I, I dealt with anxious attachment. I had to go to a lot of therapy for that. My fear of rejection was second to none, like top tier. And the idea was that you're going to not like me. You're, you're going to think I'm too different to be friends with or to love. So my attachment style was anxious. Um, Being canceled uh, gave me some time to realize that if people don't like you, you don't die. Mm -hmm. That was the first time where I found out you don't die when you're rejected. Um, But everyone's biggest innate fear is death. And so my thing was, oh my God, I'm still here. And that was the first time where I really inspected Chrissy, why does it matter so much if everyone likes you or not? And I couldn't blame it on the music business and, oh, they didn't like my song. And I couldn't blame it on something that happened in college. Oh, he didn't want to go on a date. I had to go way back in my childhood and pick up one incident that happened when I was a very, very little girl and realize, oh my goodness, I'm afraid that's going to happen again. And when I realized that now at my age, I'm able to protect myself that I don't have to be afraid anymore. I was able to walk into the next steps of my life without that anxiety of neediness and, and needing to be attached. This is feeding my soul so much because I have a very anxious attachment style and it stems from my childhood. I mean, our attachment styles all stem from our childhood, but um Oh, I'm just like, literally, I'm just so glad that you said that because that just, it just filled me with a, like, just a sense of, you know, joy, like, okay, okay, Tyra, keep doing this thing, keep working on this thing, you know, because yes, 
Um, when I started therapy, it was because I started to realize that my fear of rejection was so strong and it was leaking over into relationships that it did not have to be in. My parents got a divorce when I was in ninth grade. I grew up in a very small town. Everybody knew what was going on and it was just so hard. The It's 4,000 people in our town. People, we know everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Oh, that's, thank you. Thank you. Like, I I have no words other than thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I, I'm you. working on it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love this so much. Okay. You'll get through it. Of therapy that was really fun was you put out three or four chairs and each chair um, has a different era in your life. So maybe chair number one is ages zero to five. Chair number two is five to 15. Chair number three is 15 to 21. And chair number four might be 21 to 30, right? Mm -hmm. And you ask yourself a question, um, who do I love might be the question. And you sit in any chair and you choose any era of your life. As you continue to ask questions, you realize that each version of you answers questions differently. And when you start to get to know yourself era-based as opposed to just who I am right now, you begin to realize that you can choose the best parts of yourself mm-hmm. and then and then work the hardest on those. That type of therapy was really eye-opening for me. For instance, if I was dating a man who hurt me, I could say, well, how do you feel about that having happened to you? And I sit in the three-year-old's chair and she answers and she might say, well, it reminds me of the time that this happened to me. What does a three-year-old say to that? What does the three-year-old version of you say to that? So it really helps you realize how you make decisions, from what place you make decisions, and then what better decisions you can make in the future as the best version of yourself. I absolutely love that. Oh, wow. I was just talking about how like we are all of those people in one. I am three-year-old Tyra. I am five-year-old Tyra, 10-year-old Tyra. And depending on the situation, we will innately respond as... 10 year old Tyra 15 if it triggers that version of us so I I love that and I think when I journal tonight I'm journaling about that I'm about to do that because that's just that's so powerful it's so powerful have fun I oh I will these days I have been loving journaling and I just you know it's just a season of learning and truly exploring every facet of Tyra you know, and it's it's honestly been a very rewarding process. Amen. I love it. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Do you have any tips for dating mindfully? What do you have to say to those who are in an urge to rush when it comes to dating? Walk into his space with an open mind, walk into his space as a creative, walk into his space curious. When he watches you, know that he's wondering what he's looking at and don't be offended by that and don't be defensive about that. Allow him to wonder what he's looking at. There's an element of curiosity that lives in the beginnings of a relationship 
and a man is curious one way and a woman is curious another way. She's looking at his environment and she's seeing how to be creative with it. And he's looking at her, try and madness. So give yourself permission to just sit in his presence and be seen, be watched and become understood without defense or offense. Just kind of rest in his presence and let him see you at rest. And that's how he'll get to know you. That's my advice from mindful new relationships with, with, um, with partners. I, I love that because that can be so hard to do to really just sit. So I think that can, that can really be a challenge for, for us out there in this, in this dating landscape, especially in this day and age of instant gratification and just wanting to know what is and what it ain't ASAP, you know? So I love that. <laughs> I love that response. That's so, that's so exactly the point. <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Right. It's like, so you're not going to know. So just sit down. Yeah. Just, just don't know for a second. Be fascinated. Like allow yourself to just be, fa oh my goodness, I love whatever that thing is. He has two trees, oak trees in his backyard. Like if that fascinates you, be fascinated by it. I think we're so worried about what that I'm looking at gets to be mine that we don't just get to be fascinated by what we're looking at. I wonder if I'm going to get to live in that house. I wonder if I'm going to get to drive in that car. I wonder if I'm going to get to do things in his environment. And it's like, just be fascinated by it for now and then see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I've started to, I'm single. So I've started to live in that and just let it be. And it's so freeing. Once you actually let it happen, let, let it happen. It's like, okay, I actually really like it here, you know, because there's no worry there's no, okay, well, it's been two months and he ain't been said or did this. None of that even matters. You're truly falling in love with the process. You're getting to know this person. You're learning stuff about yourself. It's not just about learning about the other person. You're learning about who you are in relationship and what you expect and what you want out of love in, in general. So I think dating mindfully is, in 2024, that's all we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. We are so we are so like exhausted and panicked and and burnt out. Like, sit down. Sit down. Girl, sit down. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Life isn't a sprint. It's a thoughtful and intentional journey. But as we discuss the twists and turns of relationships today, I couldn't help but think about life in a different rhythm, a slower beat that resonates with intention and grace. One that has moments where we have to stop, take inventory and learn to move or not move through discomfort. Chrisette said something today that really resonated with me. She said, we don't stop enough and we do that because we don't know how long the stop is going to be. 
But during one of her longer stops, at the end of it, she was able to uncover some of the most beautiful things she'd ever seen, including a new her. It struck me how we often fear the pauses in our lives, the moments of stillness that invite us to confront the raw, unfiltered truths. Yet it's in those quiet moments, those beats of reflection that we find not only our resilience, but the richness of our own evolution. Whether in the slow unfolding of romantic bonds, the deepening of platonic friendships, or the mindful approach to dating that Chrisette and I spoke of, the essence lies in the pauses, the stops. In these beats, we learn not just about others, but about ourselves. We discover the cadence of our hearts, the intricacies of our desires, and the beauty of embracing each other's journey. you guys you know what time it is it is time for our fun closing segment and today Chrisette and I are going to play a very fun game it is called watching reading eating and wanting and we're just going to share some things that we're watching reading eating and wanting and recommend them to you guys so Chrisette what are you watching right now I'm always watching van life videos but there's a lot of black girls living in vans right now so it's really fun to watch how we decorate our vans yes. <laughs> I love that I forgot the girl's name Jen is her name Jen the black girl she just bought a house but she was living in a van and over COVID her channel absolutely blew up she was living in a van with her pet snake you know what I'm talking about yes of yes. course yes. <laughs> Yeah, she's huge. Yes. She's so cute. I love her. Yes, well, her and she house bought a house. It's almost like a van because it's like bare bones. I think mm -hmm. it's like, almost, what is it called? Not a hut, but uh, I don't know what that kind of house oh, is called. I don't know either. She's so cool. <laughs> she is cool. Um, What am I watching? I have been watching a lot of docuseries on Netflix. I just finished watching our national parks our great national parks on netflix is narrated by uh barack obama absolutely love anything nature always has me in a chokehold you know what i gotta stop you because it's so unfair i was on a show yesterday and they were like what's your favorite first date and i was like please take me hiking yeah and they were like what and i was like y'all don't know black girls like to go outside <laughs> and they were so flabbergasted so I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. Yes, of yes. course. And you know what? To to even piggyback off of that, I I would rather a hike. Let's do a fun activity. We can go bowling, pottery, something. Take me to do something where we are actually, we have a task at hand and we're either working together or we're, you know, we are doing something physical. So, because everybody want to take you out to eat and it's like this formal thing. And you know what I mean? First of all, I'm gonna be nervous. So I need to be doing something with my hands on, on yeah. this first date. But a hike, oh yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's this thing called sexual energy that we act like doesn't exist, mm -hmm. but energy is energy. And so if we climb a mountain, then I won't be so horny at the end of the day. <laughs> like, let's do something that exists. Can we talk about it? Energy, and then I can remain abstinent. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's important. That's why I work out six days a week. Okay. So I'm listen. a horny. <laughs> 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 
that is dope. you you speaking truth okay nothing but the truth um okay we kind of touched on this but what are you reading right now you know not to be a cornball I'm always in my word mm-hmm. it's probably annoying to most of my friends it's ridiculous um I'm trying to think of the last book that I just finished reading oh this book is silly but it's fun. The Bookshop of Second Chances. Ooh. I want to show you. When Life Gives You Lululemons. Ooh. Um, and then I'm rereading Uninvited by Lisa Turkhurst, um, which I had recommended to a bunch of my sisters back in the day because of this uninvited rejection culture we live in. Mm-hmm. So uninvitedism. Too. Lots of fun it. stuff. I, here's the thing. I don't know none of them books that you just <laughs> mentioned, but I'm trying to get into reading a lot more because here's, I love to read whenever, but I've only enjoyed reading when a book was given to me. Does that make sense? I don't really go out and find the books, but if somebody says, Tyra, you got to read this book and I read it, I'm like, oh my God, I love that. It's so What it's kind of so books good. do you find yourself liking the most? So my favorite book is The Count of Monte Cristo. I read that in high school, but it's so good. It's full of drama. It's full of adventure. It's full of everything. Big old book. Um, So yeah, I love anything. And I want to read more fiction. So adventure, drama, love, that sort of thing. Yeah, nobody reads enough. We don't talk about fiction enough. Mm -hmm. So about all the serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. And preferably something by like a, a black woman author. That would be I great. know that's the one I'm trying to find. <laughs> All right. If I find it before the end, I'll show it to you. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, as far as what I'm reading, well, we already said I am reading Set Boundaries, Fine Peace. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it so far. Other than it that, sounds- I want to. Yeah. It sounds like you're enjoying it. I am. I am. I'm like almost. Ha- yeah. I'm halfway through with it now but to your point I have so many books on audible but I also have like 12 credits because I don't read fast enough to use a credit every month but I have a bunch mm-hmm. of books on audible as well because I, I love the audiobook mm-hmm. <laughs> um, here okay. it is here it is oh what the is it vanishing half the vanishing by Brit- the vanishing half by Brit Bennett Now, it is not a Christian novel. (laughs) That's totally fine. (laughs) But it is ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Should I read it or should I listen to the audiobook? Either way. Okay. And sometimes you do have to do both because Mm -hmm. this book is so freaking good. Should I tell you what it's about? Don't tell me the... Don't tell me the oh, for moment. you it's a good book because okay. of where you're from. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's got a little bit about colorism in there. Mm-hmm. Um, basically two sisters that are different shades and they're they're from where you're from. Mm-hmm. And they both both of their lives pan out completely different based on the color of their skin. Okay. And then I won't tell you anything else because it'll be too much. But it's a, also a love story. Okay, I'm going to yeah. read it. I'm going to read it. And I'm going to let you know what I think about it. I'm so nervous. I never okay. recommend fiction. I'm really <laughs> nervous. It's like the first time I've done that. Okay. I'm always like, 
read this nonfiction, very important <laughs> book about your mind. <laughs> same, 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 absolute same. But I, I'm excited because I, I am ready to dive back into some um, some fiction books. So I'm gonna let you know. I'm I'm also easy to please. So I'm not gonna say Chrisette girl. Oh no, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What are you eating right now? What are you loving in the food world? I've been wanting to go back raw vegan. Really? I miss it. I did that it's for four days, favorite. and I just back in like 2017 though. Mm -hmm. I did it for years, probably about three. Really? It, yeah, it reset my body, my mind my heart, um, I had a, an eating disorder. And I'll just be funny about this. A lot of times people with eating disorders find extreme um, communities and they you know, become that kind of an eater. Um, so for me, uh, the eating disorder happened. I got through that, went to therapy for it, but then I fell in love with raw veganism too regulate my systems in my body and reset my circadian rhythm mm -hmm. and I miss it so much so you should I mean, do a lot it. Of I want to yeah but I've been eating um lemon pepper wings <laughs> at the hotel speaking of lemon pepper wings I just had the best lemon pepper wet wings I made it myself but they were wet lemon pepper wet wings they were so good okay let me tell you what I did and then I went home and I made them for my mama and she was licking the plate she go she gonna listen to this and she gonna be like I was not licking the plate Chris said she was licking the plate so this is what I did I wait my what was in that sauce I'm confused was it like a butter sauce like what yes yeah, so I did two different versions the first time I made it uh, it was a like a lemon pepper butter sauce and it was a lemon pepper butter sauce that I added buffalo sauce to. I like the buffalo lemon pepper wet better. Oh, my mouth is watering because it's just, listen, it's just that good. So literally I made my lemon pepper mix, uh, fresh lemon, butter, and then your favorite hot sauce. I like to use Louisiana hot sauce or crystal hot sauce because I'm from Louisiana. So good best sauce I've ever had I tossed it on naked wings because I like it better without uh the flour batter on the outside so good you can't go wrong I can send you the recipe because I wrote it down because I, I I built it from scratch I'm a chef I built no, it from scratch no. myself <laughs> what part of Louisiana are you from I am from St. Francisville Louisiana which is right outside of Baton Rouge right by Angola okay, prison because, because no one no offense to anybody else no one cooks better than Louisiana chefs. Okay. Period. And I'm from you New York. Say it a lie. So okay. I, I'm not in trouble. I'm going to be in trouble for that. <laughs> so I wouldn't dare take your recipe and try and make it. I would have to come over because <laughs> no way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can we can arrange that. Um, it yeah. was so good. So I would say that's what. Since you brought up lemon pepper wings, that's what I'm eating because I. You know, sometimes lemon pepper wings be super salty. And I decided, I was like, I got to make my own because I don't like my food overly salty. When I made them wings, uh, chef's kiss. Took you out. Mm -hmm. They took it. me out. I've made them three times in the last month. They're so good. Sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, lemon pepper wings. We're both eating lemon pepper wings. Right? <laughs> um, okay. And what are you wanting? 
God, everything. Jesus Christ. Right. Talk about um, it. So right now I'm wanting to go home so I can work on my merch line. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wanting. I want to go home so I can print my merch and, and start sharing with everybody. Oh, I love that. I'm going to go home for a second. Yeah. Just a second. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You've been, you've been all over um, mm-hmm. your merch. What, how far along in the process are you? Are you like almost done or at the beginning? Where mm-hmm. are you? Yes. Yeah, so we're almost done. My favorite thing about living in LA or having a hub in LA is the garment district, yep. being able to touch the fabrics, being able to play in all the colors. You can get stuff dyed, whatever you want to get it dyed. So we have the designs. Now I just want to go touch everything. I have my t-shirt guy. I have my everything guys, my printers, but I just want to make sure I look at it, make sure it's the exact right color, totally on brand for comeback sis. Yes. And I'm going to print it and touch it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's what I, that's my plan for like my next set my next round of merch because I just did uh the print on demand with this which is cool but since then so I had a birthday party and I got graphic tees made for my guests I'm so extra but I went to the garment district and I touched all of the shirts I said I, it has to be the perfect shirt so I found this one place called like tees tees they have these distressed oh no you lying <laughs> you look for it like you look everywhere and then there's the hat spot right next to it you look everywhere and tease tease i know their mother yes. i know the sons i know the whole family yes, yes. <laughs> that's crazy that's very crazy they're okay that speaks to their quality right there family their quality is business. on Yes, yes. So I got some of their distressed oversized tees and everyone who got one in my party is just like, this is my favorite shirt. I wear this shirt all the time. So I'm going to go back to them and they going to be taking all my money because their quality We have to is- send them this clip. Right? Their mom, I printed up like one of my bags and we did the uh, the puff uh, print mm-hmm. and she loved it so much. She said, I'm going to take one. Is that okay? Can you sign it for me? And I was like, sure, girl, go ahead and take the bag. <laughs> I love that oh yes we have to we have to cut this clip out uh I'll have my editor cut this out for them but yes tease tease is where it's at and I cannot wait to go back I was actually thinking that the other day I was like I have to make a make a run downtown because I just have to go buy some more shirts (laughs) oh my gosh well this was so fun I had such a great time the very same the very same Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So just to let everybody know, when can they listen to the podcast and where should they go? You can listen to the podcast today. You can go to comebacksis.com. Get on the newsletter so I can come hang out with you and show you all the new merch we're coming out with. But listen to that first episode today. You're going to have so much fun hearing the story of Real Talk Kim, how she got through it, and how you can get through yours too. I'm excited. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to hear what she got to say because when you said she was going to hell on a slip and slide, I know she's a good time. <laughs> I said, Kim, there's not a slip and slide. I, is she from the South? That sounds like something that I would say, like a Southern, that's definitely something a Southern person would say. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's the epitome of from the South. <laughs> I love that. I cannot wait to listen. I've had such an amazing time um, talking with you. And if you ever want to come back on the podcast, you are always welcome. This was so fun. I, I cannot, words cannot express how fun this was. Thank you so much. I feel so full. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. That is all that I have for you today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and rate us and leave us a review. I love reading through all of you guys' reviews and follow us on all of our social media platforms at Affirmations for Black Girls. But on Twitter, we are AFBG underscore podcast. Once again, thank you. And I cannot wait to see you again next week. This is Affirmations for Black Girls.